there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. Welcome back to Alluring, our folklore podcast, where we tell you the history and stories of different legends and lore from around the world. I like, what I should do next time is when you go around the world, I should go like... Oh, you're slowly getting closer to your little puppets. Slowly. Maybe when I get back from vacation, it will be a very drunk yeah. draft night. <laughs> <laughs> where I'm like, hmm, what should I make? I did actually... I had one night where, I don't know why I get like this creatively, where I'm like, what can I make in like an hour just to like push myself? I made a campground map of our Patreon area. Oh, that's cool. I'll use it for something. Is that your alluring thing this week or is this just? Yeah, let's let's do that because my week is full of travel panic. Yeah. And this, as a precursor, was going to be, like, a vacation episode. <laughs> so, we were going to make it so that this was, like, um, what's the word for it? Like, <laughs> we were just going to read some, like, a story and be like, oh, that's good. Yeah. But we love you guys. So we're Here we are doing a full episode instead. A full one. Uh but, um. Yeah. <laughs> tell me your alluring thing because <laughs> I'm trying so hard. <laughs> uh, my alluring thing is kind of what you just said. When this episode airs, I will be. Well, I'll be coming back. I'll, that's the day my vacation ends. So I'll oh. be on an airplane flying home after hopefully two weeks of rest and relaxation, drinking my ties on the beach. It's that time. I'm like, (laughs) when this episode is live, um, I will be back from the beach as well. And I'm just like, I see her on the horizon beckoning (laughs) to me. And I'm just like, soon, my darling. Yeah. Like, it was so funny. Like, I was packing outfits. And Edgar was like, he's like, oh. And, like, he, like, commented on how they were, like, really cute and stuff. And I'm like, of course. I'm like, I haven't seen the sea in two years because the plague. (laughs) Like when I go, gotta look good for her. Yeah, Yeah. I was like, I got, I got to represent myself. This is like (laughs) high school reunion. I gotta show up looking. Yeah, it makes sense. I know she's gonna see me from the ocean. She's like, ah, my mermaid, and I'm like, (laughs) ah, the sea, and I will cry, and it will be beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm planning to pack just like two things because I'm just gonna be in my bathing suit the entire trip time i know i have i have bathing bathing suit outfits that i've planned like i was like i'm only going to get kimono cover-ups and flowy pants and skirts and yeah i got um filters killing it but i'm gonna be wearing this it's a button-up and a bathing suit and that's it whole trip that's it that's all you need and then of course you need to have the margarita Oh, of course. Yeah. Um. And then, if you want to be extra witchy about it, you can hold a potion in one hand. Oh, like, and you know who else has a potion? Oh, who else has a potion? 
Oh, I think it's our story this week. Cue <laughs> campfire sound. We got there. We got there. All right. I once saw the witch with teeth of steel, who of small children would make a meal. Her eyes were cold and her skin was gray. Upon a mortar and pestle she would fly away. Her laugh would make a grown man faint with fear, and within the shadows she would appear. A witch that evil grew, legendary in fame. Baba Yaga was that witch's name. Ooh, that one was a fun one. Okay, so, deep in the forest of Europe, there's a famous Slavic folklore figure who lives in a magical hut. She has many powers, including the embodiment of female empowerment and independence. That being said, it's important to know that if you run into her, the forest witch may not be what you expect. She has the ability to tell your future, free you from curses, or eat you, but you'll never know unless you stumble upon her in the woods. And then my beautiful illustration, I'll let you all look at it. If you wow. are watching us on YouTube, you can see all the images we are sharing as we talk about it. That's a fun one. Thank you. I love looking at my old stuff I first made mm -hmm. versus now. Yeah, you've come a long way. Uh, you always growing, and I am yep. all about that. Never stop. Never stop. So there's this. Please validate. Please say it's the most beautiful thing you've ever seen me make, even if it's not true. I need it. <laughs> um, <laughs> the artist flaw. I know what I'm mm -hmm. about. So... This week, we will be talking about Babiaga, a forest witch that can be found um, deep in the woods of Europe and Russia. Her legend has been spoken orally in Slavic folklore for centuries, and we are unable to pinpoint just when it started. But we do know it wasn't until the early 17th century that written accounts were found in Russian text. So, we got an oldie here, and I love a good oldie. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes with modern tales, there's just, like, no history. And I struggle for hours reading the same paragraph over and over again on 12 different websites. <laughs> <laughs> and my sanity goes with it. But not today! Um, so, the first written account of Baba Yaga was mentioned in a book of Russian grammar in 1755. But her legend originally comes from much earlier oral legends of Slavic folktales. So, some theories say the legends of Baba Yaga are the Slavic's version of the Greek goddess... I can never say her name. Can you say that? She, she's the one that gets it with Hades. Um... Because <laughs> I want to say Persephone. And I know that's not right. <laughs> Persephone. 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 That's it. I, I don't know why <laughs> my brain, it just can't, it like reads it and it goes error. Error. That's a weird one. Like that's spelled so Persephone. <laughs> Persephone. Miss Persephone. <laughs> so um, anyway, so both of these females have close connections with nature and the power to create life. But to be honest, that's really all the connections that they share. Where Baba Yaga differs is how her wisdom allows her to twist fate and control death. So she's more like Mother Nature and has more connections to the circle of life. And she brings wisdom through birth and the death of others. So regardless of the connections, it's clear that Baba Yaga isn't just a Greek knockoff. So... Over time, Baba Yaga became one of the most popular and complex characters of Russian folklore. Her legends even trace back to the Asian tales of Slavic goddess. The goddess helps harvest in the autumn, survival in the winter, and the rebirth of nature in the spring. So, a goddess who symbolizes life and death, which is a common theme in many Slavic lore, especially because Baba Yaga lives in an... Um, the forest, and the forest is seen as symbolism from crossing over of life to death. So it's like the passageway, which I thought was like just really pretty. 
And just like the Slavic goddess, Baba Yaga brings wisdom through birth and death. She also has connections to an early goddess of death known as Aya Gaia Baba. I think I said that right. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that one sounded way better. Yeah, I got no idea on that one. <laughs> so as time goes on, it seems that she starts to become more of an evil forest witch than a Mother Nature-esque like being that keeps the balance of the creatures of the land. So legends lean more towards her being an evil creature in books, stories, poems, music, and more. So that's like a little of the backstory. Um, here's a cool creepy picture of a statue version of her that oh. I like and don't like. Well, it's got out of order. Oh, dang it. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> Anyway, I the statue's cool because um, I like, she kind of looks like a bab babushka <laughs> with the little, like, headpiece and everything, and I think it's really cute. <laughs> like, she's actually a little bit cuter than the typical interpretation of her. Yeah, I messed up. I told Ryan slides were right. I totes messed up. <laughs> it's all the way. It's all the way down. It's fine. I'll... We'll fix them post. <laughs> so uh, let me tell you a bit about the word meaning. So much like the nature of the witch hag, her name is also a bit complicated. So the name is a Slavic word and Baba means old woman, grandmother, or witch, which is also similar to the Russian word for grandmother, which is babushka. So Yaga, on the other hand, is a bit harder to decipher. So there is no universal agreement of what Yaga means. We know it's a Slavic word and it could mean abuse, snake, wicked, evil, or pain. There are even several other languages that say Yaga can mean ancestral, forest dweller, fortune teller, or snake like. So regardless, the name can generally be understood to mean grandmother witch, which she is commonly called to this very day. So and some even suggest the name means Wicked Witch. So, I know that was a lot of information dump. And honestly, there's so much to her. But I'm going to hand it over to Ryan to tell us what makes her good and what makes her evil in all these stories. All right. Um, so, this is... The story, and you can see pictured here, um, Valissa the Beautiful. I hope I said that right, because I'm going to be saying it a lot. <laughs> All right. Valissa the Beautiful. Valissa lives happily with her mother and father until she is eight years old when her mother falls ill and calls her to her deathbed. Giving her a magical doll to help her through life, she must always keep the doll with her, a secret from everyone else, and offer it food and drink whenever she faces some challenges in order to receive help. After her mother's death, her father marries a woman with two daughters who is envious of Alyssa's beauty and abuse her, giving her harsh tasks, which her father can do nothing about since he is away on business trips. Alyssa is only to accomplish these tasks through the help of her doll. Hold up. Okay, so I don't know any of these stories. Like, mm -hmm. I saw a title and I was like, oh, I'm going to throw them in there. Yeah. <laughs> this is very Cinderella. It's very, uh, yeah, it's, what? I don't know if, um, that's where, because Cinderella's technically Grimm Brothers, right? Yeah. But, I mean, this is way before them, so it's possible they got a little bit of inspiration there. Oh, yeah, like, minus the whole creepy living doll thing, which I do not like. Yeah, well. At all. We'll get to that a little more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, where was I? Um, once Valissa and her stepsisters reach the age of marriage, the stepmother refuses all of Valissa's suitors, telling them she cannot be married until her older sisters find husbands. <laughs> In hopes of getting rid of Vasilla, her stepmother keeps sending her into the woods on errands. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> what a world, daughters. right? Like, dang it, I just really want to get married. <laughs> all the guys waiting for her. Yeah. They're, they're like, is anyone going to draw? They draw straws <laughs> to get, date, marry the younger sisters. <laughs> now, deep in this forest was a green lawn on which stood a miserable little hut on chicken legs. In this house lived Baba Yaga, 
an old witch grandmother. None dared go near the hut because Baba Yaga ate people. Valissa's stepmother kept sending her into the forest in hopes she would meet the witch and be consumed. <laughs> Stop. It's messed up. Stop it. <laughs> I don't... This stepmother is trying everything she can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, however, the little doll showed her where the bush, flowers, and berries grew and did not let her go near the hut on chicken legs. Each time... Basilla returned safe and sound. Her stepmother hated her more and more. <laughs> this is amazing. Okay. I'm liking the doll now. Do the doll is becoming a favorite. <laughs> um, so, finally, Vasilla is sent directly to Baba's, Baba Yaga's hut to ask for fire. So, the stepmother was like, alright, enough of, like, this, like, oh, go find bears. She got very, uh, Specific with her directions. What was it called? Um, she skipped the passive and went straight to the aggressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and on her way, she sees three riders on horseback dash past, white, red, and black, whose bright, whose who brings twilight, sunrise, and night respectively, and arrives at Baba Yaga's hut just before darkness falls. Baba Yaga demands to know why the girl is there and agrees to give her fire in return for work. She assigns Vasilla impossible tasks, which she is able to accomplish with her doll's help. Vasilla remains with the witch for some time as her servant and becomes curious about a number of things, but is warned by Baba Yaga that not every question leads to good. Even as she allows her to ask what she will, Vasilla understands that the implied threat and only asks about the rider seemingly enraging Baba Yaga, who demands to know why she will not Ask more. Vasilla responds that she is only doing as Baba Yaga suggested, and then infuri and that infuriates the witch. When she's asked how she was able to perform all these tasks, she replies carefully that her mother's blessing enables her, and Baba Yaga, rejecting anything blessed, tells her to leave. Baba Yaga sends her home with the skull containing the fire she was sent to fetch, and once it is brought into the house, it burns the evil stepmother and sister to ashes. <laughs> so a large leap here. Um, <laughs> I was like, wow, this is like a great pace. No one's died. No, nope, oh, no. It's actually been just like a bitter, bitter woman, you know. Yeah. Afterwards, Vasilla and her doll leave the house. She becomes a seamstress and, with the doll's help, impresses the king so deeply he falls in love with her and they're married, living happily ever after. Hold up. <laughs> so, in summary, um, go in the woods, befriend a witch, kind of piss the witch off because you don't ask enough questions and do too many tasks, and then um, burn your stepfamily alive on accident, um, live happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> the end. The thing here, the one qualm I have is that what happens to the father? Does he just like? Oh, he's just out on business, he's doing business things. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, business. You know, business back back then. <laughs> I love that. That was okay. I we we gotta start doing like. At least one folklore story every month, and then like yeah. one creature because I I miss hearing the stories. So mm -hmm. much. cryptos are fun. Don't get me wrong, but I, I really like the story. I it feels very Cinderella -y at first though. Yeah, I mean, and it's a little. It was a little like what because there's just like a jump from like her going into the woods and then her. Stepmom's like, I need fire now. And it's like, you can't just, like, make fire. No, she can't. Well, she can make the yeah. scooters do it. But <laughs> so I'm sure there's a longer version, in, in which goes more in detail. But, you know, for the sake of making this an hour-long episode, um, We, we don't we have an hour to just break down the story. <laughs> yeah. So we look up summaries. <laughs> oh No, I really like that. That was very... I, I bet the real story is much more dark kind of thing, but... I, yeah. This was... I mean, that was pretty dark. She burns her stepmother and stepsister to death. Yeah. Uh, mm, uh, 
Well, I got one more. Okay. Um, this one's kind of a weird one. Um, do your best to keep up, audience. Okay. And I will do my best to make it make sense. Um, Baba Yaga and the Brave Youth is what this one's called. Um, in which a brave youth live together with their cat and sparrow. The cat and sparrow repeatedly go into the woods to cut wood. Again, you know, try and keep up. Despite the two without limb, without thumbs. <laughs> leaving like the, the brave story. youth behind. Yeah, so we're in a world where cats and sparrows cut down trees for kids. So leave... Let me start over. The cat and the sparrow repeatedly go into the woods to cut wood despite being without thumbs, leaving the brave youth behind with one warning. If Baba Yaga comes to count the spoons, hide and don't say anything. Three times the Baba Yaga comes into the house to count the spoons, and three times the boys can't hold their tongues when, he's, when they see the witch touching the spoons. The first two times the cat and sparrow chase the witch off, but the third time she snatches them up to her hut to eat them Stop. um so i was a little confused so hopefully you get into it um as to why Pompeyaka comes to count spoons um everyone needs a hobby i guess yeah um so another unusual detail in this story is that there that Baba Yaga has three daughters, and the Baba Yaga tells each daughter in turn how to cook the boy, but he tricks one of them into cooking themselves instead by acting like he doesn't know how to lie in a pan and asking them to show him. Pulling the same trick a fourth time leads to a cooked Baba Yaga. So he did it four times. He cooked all of them. Which isn't that kind of the story of Hansel and Gretel, too? Like, they, like, they cook the witch. So there's a lot of... I'm starting to I'm starting to see where Baba Yaga is the core of yeah. every like um old lady in the forest kind of legend. Yeah. <laughs> I just well, love, I just absolutely love the idea of the three girls. They're like, I'm gonna cook you and the boy's like Yeah, I'm like, no no no. <laughs> How do I lay down in the pan? And then the first yeah. one does it and he cooks her <laughs> and they were like, Oh no, you're not gonna chew because he's like, No, no, no. He's like, but is it because she laid down that way she got cooked? And the other one's like, yeah. no, 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 no. Let me... Let I don't want to lay down to make sure I get cooked. Like, <laughs> like the first just, one didn't feel like it got cooked very evenly. Yeah. <laughs> it just manages to trick all... That's on them, first yeah. of all. Maybe she counts the spoons because that's just, like, a hobby of hers, too. Maybe, yeah. I, I mean, know. there couldn't have been much else to do back in the 1700s. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, ah, she's like, I go count my spoons. Yeah. Hard days work. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, while our dear listeners think about how they would uh, cook for people, um, let's jump to a quick uh, commercial break. <laughs> Performing a Bloody Mary ritual is surprisingly easy, but designing without any design experience isn't. Well, that's until Canva. Whether you are presenting, downloading, scheduling, sharing via social media, or printing, Canva is here to help your work make an impact in the real world and take your marketing material to the next level. I work as a professional graphic designer and I was honestly blown away by all the tools and resources Canva has. When they say they have a template for everything, <laughs> they mean it. From party invitations, social media posts, flyers, and office templates, they have it all. With thousands of professional templates, images, and quality content, I've been able to not only get a head start on my projects, but also bring my best work to life easily and quickly. And the best part about Canva is you don't have to be a designer to use it. You can easily edit the templates they have available, or you can hire one of their designers to help you out. And if you already have a designer on your team, you can invite them to work on the project as well. With Canva Pro, your whole team can make real-time changes, provide feedback, and quickly approve projects. Plus, as a designer, you can upload brand assets like fonts, brand colors, and images so all the design resources are in one place. Plus, our listeners who sign up get a free 30-day free trial of Canva Pro. So what are you waiting for? 
Upgrade your marketing today by going to partner.canva.com slash alluring or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on our Canva banner. Again, that's partner.canva.com slash alluring or go to our website alluring.com slash sponsors and click on our Canva banner to start designing today. September 1978, serial killer Rodney Alcala appears on the dating game. February 1994, 34 hospital workers are exposed to an unexplained toxic lady. March 2022, Experian emails a Los Angeles podcaster about a mysterious credit score change, completely unjustified. Wait, did we cover that? I mean, we could have. I said it was mysterious. Okay, we're Ghost Town and we cover true crime, paranormal and other weird history. The cult of Capital One. (laughs) But here's one more date. July 2018, a trailer drops for a new podcast called Ghost Town. Over 300 episodes later, we've covered everything from the Los Feliz murder house to the Noid. Ever hear of the Tetris murders or the Denver Spider-Man or the underground satanic magazine Tuesday's Child? Didn't think so. We've got stories you won't hear anywhere else by two writers, producers, and comedians. We're LA4s, but Wisconsin 7s. Hey, I'm from Wisconsin. Oh. I'm Rebecca Lieb. I'm Jason Horton. And this is Ghost Town. Available every Wednesday and Friday. Pause the podcast you're listening to right now and subscribe to Ghost Town. Wherever you get your podcasts. You're a Wisconsin 8. Hmm. Welcome back, campers. We hope you enjoyed that ad break with some of our sponsors. <laughs> I am so tired. All right. <laughs> we are going. <laughs> Ryan, this, we've had to like pre-record these episodes and Ryan has just seen my sanity spiral. Just straight down. Because <laughs> normally I have like my show notes ready like a few weeks before just because of like how busy our schedules are. Mm-hmm. And I've been writing the last two like the night before with coffee and panic and this is the result of it (laughs) so hope you guys are ready for part dos of this episode so let's talk about what this lady looks like um if you look at the slide you'll see a lovely picture of her in her broom mobile as i would like to call it and i will tell you all about it so now, this forest witch doesn't come equipped with a pointed hat and doesn't ride a broomstick, but she definitely has an old school witch vibe going on. She has, she is enormous, ugly woman with iron teeth and an unnaturally long nose that can stretch all the way up to the ceiling when she's laying in bed. Despite her enormous size, she is nothing but skin and bones due to her vicious appetite, so she's just constantly hungry. And when people enter her home, they will see her hunched over as she easily hovers over them like a parent to a toddler. And since she isn't about that traditional broomstick life, when she leaves her house, you'll find her riding in a mortar propelled by a pestle in one hand and a broom she uses to wipe away any traces of her tracks in the other. <laughs> so You know what a mortar and pestle is, right? Mm-mm. Like, you know the thing, like, old Spanish moms use to, like, grind peppers and stuff? Oh, yeah. So she's somehow riding that? Yes. It must be a giant one. Yeah, it's custom fit. Yeah. (laughs) She gets it custom ordered. Yeah, it's usually, like, volcanic rock. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's, that's what it is. Well, it's magical, too. Yeah. There's like a catalog oh, and everything for witches. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that. She's like, I don't need a broom. I use a mortar and pestle. Like, <laughs> she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> she's like, I, I'm, I'm upper class. <laughs> Riding a mortar propelled by a pestle. So she's in the bowl. Yes. Okay, I got. I, I'm picturing it. You got it. Yep. Oh, goodness. So, so sniffly today. Okay, so since she lives by... So that's what she looks like. Very straightforward appearance. Very straightforward ride. Um, Personality-wise, um, since she lives by her own rules and outside the norms of society, um, and with her being the whole independent woman, 
She embodies the feminine power of the modern age. So this resulted in her being seen either as someone wise and powerful or pure evil. So some of her powers include the following. So she can tell the future and can help a hero or heroine be led to victory. She has some supernatural abilities. Um, she can control the four different elements. So water, earth, air, and fire. And she can magically control items to do her bidding however she sees fit. So like puppeteer, creepy kind of thing. Nice. So even with all these abilities, it's important to know that she can be malicious or a trickster. And she is also seen as an incredible source of, of wisdom and not just an evil witch. So now, on to some more like details about who she is and like history and event stuff with her. So if you look at this next slide, <laughs> in writing this, currently being a millennial searching for a home, I may have been a little bitter <laughs> writing this segment. <laughs> so <laughs> it's fine. The world, everything is fine. So I captioned it, a homeowner, a.k.a. the fleeting millennial dream. So Baba Yaga's <laughs> house is definitely one of a kind. It is a magical log cabin style hut that is perched on top of a pair of giant chicken legs. Its eyes are windows and are able to see anyone who comes near. And the legs attached to the home can be can move and dance around however it pleases. And it also makes it so she can easily relocate her home whenever she needs. So, great way to avoid property tax and inflation. And as a safety measure, so people don't just break into her magical hut, the house will turn away, hiding its door from those who approach it. But if you are desperate to get in, simply speak the phrase, turn your back to the forest and your front to me and it will turn around to face you. <laughs> and if you are thinking, okay, cool, now I'm in, you are sadly mistaken. First off, you can only find the home if she guides you to it, or if a feather, a doll, or a magic thread leads you to the house. So like in the fairy tale you just said, like something had to lead that girl to the house. So, yeah. Fate, whatever it may be. And then once you're at the house, you will see it either guarded by evil geese, swans, dogs, or black cats. <laughs> and if you manage to make it past all of these obstacles, and you'll start to pick the lock, then buckle up. The door's keyhole acts as mouth to the home, full of razor sharp teeth, which can make lock picking an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Jeez. So, don't go like sticking your finger in there. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the glory hole you don't want to deal with. And when I was reading my stories and it kept saying like chicken legs, I thought that was like a metaphor. No, an actual it's literally on chicken legs. Giant chicken legs. Got look at those two like ones peeking out. Yeah, like, seeing the photo. Ride. <laughs> <laughs> the legs go all the way up. <laughs> all the way. <laughs> uh, so and then. What is a home without a little landscaping? So she surrounds her home with a fence made of human bones topped with skulls of the witch's victims that have eerie lights that illuminate through the eye sockets. Oh, and my girl is a planner because she always leaves one fest post without a skull on it to warn anyone to stay away. <laughs> There's room for one more. <laughs> That's exactly That's what she's saying. She's like, like it. do it. Yeah. Bet. <laughs> and there is a chance, and your soundboard may come into play, so there is a chance that it will make a loud, blood-curdling screech to warn Baba Yaga of those that try to enter her domain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I was hoping you'd do that one. <laughs> so, that's exactly what it sounds like, if anyone's wondering. Um, oh, and also she has the inside of her home set up, so due to her appetite, she can never seem to be filled, like, full kind of thing. And she, so she has a very large kitchen, and it stretches from one edge of the house to another, and she just has, like, a, a bed and a table, but the girl's gotta eat, so she's living her best minimalistic life, she has a house, 
<laughs> which I am bitter about, but it's fine. <laughs> Must be nice, Baba Yaga. Must be nice, Baba Yaga. <laughs> Gosh, dang boomers. <laughs> These, they don't just die out. What's what's a boomer from the 1700s? Like a super boomer? <laughs> a baba boomer? Yeah, a baba boomer. <laughs> That's what they're called. Uh, okay. I'm excited for this next part. So when you change the slide, you're going to see some beautiful art of the three horsemen. So, mm. Those were brought up in my story, but it was kind of like in passing. And I was like, well, what do they got to do with anything? So, so we're going to dive into what they are. So now Baba Yaga is a hard worker. Once the sun rises, she leaves her hut to get out on a busy day and won't return until late in the evening. And what's a hashtag girl boss without the help of her servants? <laughs> now, like an American tech startup company looking for a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed college grad to fill an unpaid internship, Bobby <laughs> snatches travelers in the woods and will make them feel welcome at first. She will wash them, feed them. Hey, a lot like... <laughs> startup text <laughs> and then she will grab her giant spatula and toss you into her oven for her next meal as you experience burnout so can you tell i worked for a startup at one point <laughs> i got a feeling <laughs> uh, and that's not the only people you'll see working for her so she has many other servants that help her with her bidding so her, her most faithful servant are the white horsemen, the red horsemen, and the black horsemen, as you see here. Um, she summons these mysterious horsemen, and she will call out, my bright dawn, my red sun, and my dark midnight. So they just do errands for her. Kind of keep watch, intimidation factor kind of thing going on there. Plus, they look so yeah. cool. They got their they brand. Do. Yeah. And then the next yeah. one. Yeah. one's a little questionable. Well, always, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, outside of that, they're they're pretty cool. Again. They're all a little questionable. The well, red I, one's also a little questionable. At least they're not, like, red horsemen, black horsemen, yeah. white. It's like, my bright dawn, my light yeah. sun, yeah. my dark midnight. Because yeah. we could have, there could have been some, like, yeah. territory right there. But the white one does it, look suspicious. Yeah. So... A little sus. <laughs> little little beady eyes. Little to be fair, beady. these drawings were made well before certain people were riding around with uh, white hoods. Um, <laughs> I did it. I I like knew in the back of my head. I knew that's what you were referring to. Yeah. <laughs> but like my heart was like, no. Yeah. No. No. Old folklore? No. In fo racism in folklore? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> uh, I always expect the best, and I'm still disappointed. So <laughs> let's talk about her next. Speaking of disappointment, let's talk about her next servant. So she also has soul friends. So nice. The there are three bodiless pairs of hands which oh. will appear out of thin air and help her with chores. That's uh, nice. I like to think of it kind of more like mage hands, because then it's not as gross to me. Yeah. It's more like magic. They're not just like disembodied hands. Yeah. So I like that one. And then another one is a flock of black geese. So nice. <laughs> That's badass. Well, hold on to that for like two seconds. So <laughs> these animals will circle the forest in the morning and snatch up any lost children they find and bring them home as for her. I said what I said. <laughs> so I stand by it. No regrets. Nope. <laughs> so in the story, um, Baba Yaga Black Geese, two disobedient children, Olga and Sergi, sneak out of their home while their mother is at the market. After she warns them not to go out while the geese are flying, and Sergi is snatched up and brought back to her hut for dinner. Um, Olga is able to save her brother through the use of magical items, and the two learn the lesson about not listening to their mama. So, <laughs> but the Blackies, I do think, are really cool flex because not everyone yeah. has it. And the two children that survived learned a valuable lesson. Yeah. See, 
win win. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then finally is the sorcerer Koshchi, the deathless. So this is That's, her herdsman. That is the most badass name I've ever heard. <laughs> is that your next RPG character? Koshki the Deathless? Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's it. I'm going to start a new Elden Ring game. Yeah. That's going to be my name. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> Even though I die a lot. So, uh, I mean, <laughs> well, the name is wrong, but... <laughs> irony is very poetic. So, yeah. just think of it like that. <laughs> that's freaking cool. <laughs> TMTM, right? Deathless. Old enough, you can TM it. <laughs> <laughs> so... I love her because girl always has people working for her. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Slay, girl boss, slay. She's honestly, she's she's very, like, feminist icon, especially, like, for the time. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which is appropriate with what's going on now. Like, I, I was like, this is, the universe has handed the story to me. Yeah. It's such a lovely time. And I See, I was it. thinking more, less feminist icon, more, like, high school bully that hits you up. Like ten years later, to join their uh, Lululemon uh, pyramid. If I get asked, uh, if I get asked, not Lululemon. It's like a hair care product. Everyone. Yeah, there's a lot of them. I don't know if Lululemon is. um, Please don't sue us, Lululemon. (laughs) They 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 fell out hard. Lululemon isn't Lululemon. Wait. I don't know what you're talking about. Everyone, yeah, everyone here knows what I'm talking about. You get hit up by your friend that's like, "Sup, girl, boss? You want to be your own boss and you make some money? Join my oils? team." Yeah, that's oh. the one I get a lot too. That's what it is. Yeah, the essential oils. I was like, "Can I just buy them from you and you yeah. talk to me again?" Cool. Yeah, and just move on. Yeah. <laughs> so now. That's how I picture Baba Yaga. Okay. Okay. So there, there's the two ends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> beautiful all right so this is the baba yaga statue because poor planning so you guys get to see it twice oh here's the thing i fixed it though so now i gotta go now i gotta go back to the statue they don't have to it's fine i now they're looking at that creepy thing again (laughs) you can change it to the statue or you can change it to the picture i drew whichever or this random slide that was in here oh yeah perfect done easy peasy (laughs) Lemon squeezy. Okay, so now you may be asking yourself, why would I go out of my way to enter her strange hut and possibly become her next meal? While many seek Baba Yaga for her mystical powers and great wisdom, in ancient societies, older women were the keeper of traditions and wisdoms of the family and tribes. Since they no longer had to care for their own children, they became the mothers of the communities and became the healers, learning the mysteries of being born and dying and the means to prevent it. So, because of this belief of Baba Yaga being all-knowing, people would enter her hut looking for knowledge, truth, wisdom, or help. And at many times, she would aid them by giving advice, helping them locate a great weapon, or even making their current task easier than when they arrived, especially if the person was kind and true with their intentions. But, as the 12th century came around, people started to fear the wise woman and thought that they would use their magic of knowledge for evil. The image of this wise, caring villager mother turned into a witch and became a wicked, evil old hag. As this resulted in stories of her being a wicked trickster, but only if you show up to her door with evil intent. So Baba Yaga became interesting because on one hand, she was a terrifying old witch. On the other, she was a wise old woman that could help change your fate. So... This leads into a segment I would love to incorporate whenever I can. Ryan, it's time for is it science or the Catholic Church? Which do you here's think? the here's the thing. You've tricked me these past like three episodes. <laughs> Every time I say I say, Oh, it's the Catholic Church, and you're like, Nope, it's science. I'm not falling for it again. It's science. <laughs> oh, Ryan. Oh, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. My sweet summer child, you are so wrong. <laughs> Is it the fucking Catholic Church? It's the fucking Catholic Church. God damn it! <laughs> I even put it on the other slide. Uh. I, Ryan. Come on. 
gonna get it right one of the, one of these weeks. We're well, getting I, it. I don't even know what the positive sound is, so you have. To. I, I, we may never know. <laughs> it's just sitting here, untouched. Getting dusty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the forbidden button is. <laughs> it says, "Do not touch," because you never get Catholic Church or science right. It actually has a case Dang. over it that says. Press when Ryan actually gets it right. Yeah. <laughs> so, Christianity was the official religion at the time, and they were going to have a say in what they thought about women who needed no God, no man, and lived happily in the forest away from others. So, due to her nature... Anarchist was a, queen. Yes, Stan. A, a thousand percent. Was it Yas Queen? <laughs> So due to her nature, it wasn't long until the Christian church said this was a big, scary old hag to avoid in the forest. They spoke of her as an evil woman because of her means of being independent along with living outside of the norms of society. The impact of Christianity and Russian folklore resulted in her becoming more of an old hag who did nothing but eat children versus a woman who represented the life and death of the forest and would tell people only of what is to come. And here, quote-unquote, eating the children was a result of them getting lost and passing away in the forest and her merely being there as a guider from one life to another. So this was also done because they could portray her as a nasty woman that could easily suppress her pagan Slavic values and then spread their own beliefs about her connection to the devil himself. So very Christian, very churchy, very, very churchy. And the church even spread legends of Baba Yaga saying the devil wanted to create the perfect essence of evil. So to do so, he put 12 of the nastiest women in a cauldron and cooked them together. Um, excited about his creation, he inhaled and gathered the steam of the dish into his mouth. Then, without thinking, he spat it back into the cauldron and out came Baba Yaga, the symbolism of evil like the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> So that okay. same scene, you know, like when the Powerpuff Girls are born, like Chemical uh-huh. X is added. Just picture the devil, Chemical X is him sneezing, and the Powerpuff Girls are Baba Yaga. <laughs> All right. And that's that was what I imagined, and I didn't write that super well because that was the last minute thought. But I hope you guys get it. So anyway, uh, Catholic Church for that one. So. You'll get it one day, Ryan. I believe in you. So, in closing, whether you see Baba Yaga for great wisdom or how to be a hero, I honestly believe she is the hashtag girl boss out there living her best life outside of society norms. Though her taste in home decor is a bit scary and she comes off as terrifying, I'd say do not fear, Baba Yaga. Instead, let the girl live her best life and only go searching for her hut if you are true of heart and wish for the wisdom of a wise old woman. And that is my segment. Today. It was a little chaotic, so thank you for... Yeah. <laughs> so I have a terrible, terrible confession to make um, for Modern Takes with Ryan. I have never seen um, Hellboy. But that being said, guess who's in Hellboy? It Turns out, my heart each time Baba Yaga. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read instead of instead of explaining. So um, the numerous appearances of the Baba Yaga is so fascinating. Is in so many classical stories that it has led to the occasional reappearance in modern culture. One place where it made a significant mark is in the Hellboy universe of comics where Hellboy himself encounters the Russian witch in 1964 as she's counting the fingers of the dead. And um, he shoots one of her eyes out, trying to kill her. So, much like last week, to deal with this, you just start just start, start blasting. Um, but unfortunately, Baba Yaga does not die and swears revenge and pulls out all the stops against him, summoning armies to take Hellboy's eye in retaliation. Um, and turns out she's a real big deal in the comics and was even in the movie. 
Um, and I guess he goes to the Chicken Lake house. Have you seen Hellboy, Kimmy? Yes, I have. It's been a while, and from I've watched it a few times, and all I remember is the scene with the water. He has, like, a water fish friend that I really like, and there's a scene where he's, like, fighting and saving a box of kittens because he's a softie, and that's mm-hmm. what I remember. It's really good, and... I don't remember much, but I really like the comics because I, I grew up on comics growing up, like especially like DC and Marvel stuff. Yeah. So I, I can't even remember what Hellboy was, but I remember like just really liking the artwork for it. It was so pretty. I don't know. I, I think yeah. it's really cool. They do a lot of like more demonic creatures in it and make them very complex with their stories. And it's just a good re- You should watch Hellboy. It's yeah, such like I will. a 90s childhood classic to me, as someone that hardly watched any Did movies. Did Hellboy come out in the 90s? I'm pretty sure. Wow. I, I remember it from my youth. Could have been like 2000s, too. Wow. I mean, this one says it was the 2019 Hellboy movie, so... But I know that's like the fourth or fifth one, but still. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, just outside of that, um, as Kimmy kind of had discussed... um. Baba Yaga has become a bit of a somewhat ironic, but also not ironic, a feminist icon due to uh, it just being a woman that lives in the woods and doesn't need really anyone's help. And then if she does, she just, like, kidnaps children with her geese. With <laughs> her flock of geese. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's also in... I, I really love her in Spirited Away because I didn't know that was her until I yeah. learned about Baba Yaga. And I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, I thought it was just an old lady. Well, it makes sense because, like, I try to understand, like, younger, especially when I watched it, I felt like her character. I was like, why is her character, like, so, like, unhelpful? You know, I was yeah. like, she really isn't helping her, but she's kind of being a jerk or whatever. But now mm-hmm. I watch it and I was like, oh, I was like, she's helping her, but she's not giving it to her, if that makes yeah. sense. She's like letting the girl discover on her own. I don't know if that makes sense. Anyway, I think that's a good takeaway. Um, okay. I was like, I was like, do you agree? Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like it. I also like that she has like her giant baby too. <laughs> yeah. It's just such a cute movie. Oh, I love it so much. Well, should we hit up some announcements before we uh, yeah, get let's to get our off alignment slide. chart? I hate that image of her so much. Oh, oh no, we can't. We gotta do the announcements first. Mm, okay, time time for the lore report. Um, everyone. Do 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 do. <laughs> Can we please make that the sound? Yeah. <laughs> I think we're, we probably can't use that exact sound because I'm pretty sure that's like yeah. X-Files or something, but, <laughs> but yeah. I'll just do it by voice every time. Yeah, perfect. See, easy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you can't trademark that. <laughs> so, everyone, we need your stories. Um, For a one-year podversary, we're wanting to do a special Lost Tapes episode at the end of this month. We are going to be trying something different, so reaching out to you, our lovely listeners, and asking you to email us your cryptid sightings, spooky encounters, or favorite show folk tales and legends um we're going to be reading them during the episode so let us know if you choose to stay anonymous or not um we're super excited so send those asap to us at alluring at gmail.com that's a-l-o-r-e-i-n-g at gmail.com and the more we get the probability of us doing this in the future Mm -hmm. gets higher especially now because we have someone that's helping us edit. Hey, Chris, you're amazing. <laughs> so, <laughs> just so you guys know. Okay. Yeah. And um, only one week of the Alluring Fun Drive is left at this point when you're hearing this episode, unless you're watching live. Um, so if you have the means, and only if you have the means, we're asking for your patronage to help support the podcast. Whether it's a one-time donation of $3, a subscription of 5 or if you're feeling real generous, 25 to the show. 
Now, the purpose of this fun drive is so you, our amazing listeners, can support us directly and get bonus content not posted anywhere else. We got monthly digital downloads, printable coloring pages, shop discounts, bonus episodes. Plus, when you join this month only, you'll get a special thank you gift from us in the mail. And look, I actually, I have them. There's that one right oh. there, oh, which is a nice, nice sticker. These are semi-waterproof. I cut them with my Cricut. There's cute little camp counselor Mothman as inspiration. And then look, we got a little postcard for you. Da, 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 da. So anyway, I'm really excited. And this is just the minimum gifts. The more Patreons we get, the more you guys get in this little goodie bag. So mm -hmm. that's another thing to keep in mind. So yeah, so like Kimmy said, more patrons you get, the more prizes that are unlocked, uh, new and old. So everyone gets a limited edition Mothman sticker if we hit 30 patrons. Everyone gets a signed illustrated print of their choice, and so on and so forth. So by paying just $3, you'll be supporting the show, and you'll at least get a vinyl po podcast sticker, Mothman sticker, and custom-designed postcard, which is a pretty great deal. Ooh. Everything in Kimmy's hand Hello. currently. Plus, when you join, it tells us that you believe in our show more than most people believe in Bigfoot. So that says a lot already. <laughs> it means we can focus on creating more content, start posting more bonus episodes, and even in closer to our Patreon goals, like attending Cryptid Bash, because all the fun cryptid parties are on the other side of the United States. <laughs> yeah, the East Coast has all the fun. So the the only con of living towards the west coast and we would love to go to those and we'd love to host a live show be able to pay our editor because we would love to do that so they can be on here full time and help us cover our monthly hosting fees and allow us to get a new microphone better equipment so on and so forth so not only will you be rewarded for becoming a patreon this month but you'll also be allowing us to focus more on creating great content for the podcast and not worry about the cost or the fees it takes to keep it running uh, so get on the Alluring Fun Drive, a limited time promotion, a.k.a. this month only, this month being May. Um, yeah, May. Uh, by checking out patreon.com slash alluring. And we have more details about the prizes and goals on our website. Simply go to alluring.com slash fun drive 2022. That's F-U-N-D-R-I-V-E 2022. Or just click the link on our homepage, see how close we are to what goal and what goals we're at and join today. Uh, yeah, and then finally, if you want to support the show and get a shout out on air and hear your favorite folklore cryptid topic, then submit a fanfic episode today. Go to patreon.com alluring to join at the $25 tier or higher. Not only will you be helping support the show, making our hearts happy, and helping pick an episode topic for us, but you'll get a cute little thank you postcard and a sticker or print that includes the illustration of a topic made by yours truly. I don't have the print, because I need you to tell me what you want <laughs> me to draw, but imagine that it's also in my hand. <laughs> so, once you become a Patreon at the 25 tier or higher, we will email you about what we want for the episode topic and schedule it out and let you know when it will go live. So join today, even get your friends to all pitch in on an episode. You can get like... You have four friends, and you guys all listen to the show. Just join the 25 tier one month. Now you get an episode, and you're supporting a show, and you guys get an art print you can fight over. It's great. Soup's mm -hmm. fun. So one more time, submit a fan pick episode. Go to patreon.com today, and go to patreon.com forward slash loring. Join out the $25 tier or higher, and we will talk about the lore you wish to have us discuss. Okay. Now time, let's finally get off this All slide, right. cause I hate it so much. Um, so I have mine just pure chaotic, yes. not good, not evil, yes. just, though I lean more towards, <laughs> yeah. I didn't put her at pure evil because like, she seems like she's just chilling in the woods and people keep bothering her, but at the same time, like, in my second story, she just, like, kidnapped a kid and tried to cook him. So. <laughs> well, the kid yeah. left the house, but that's. 
Yeah, well, yeah, but still, like, I don't know if that's a reason to be eaten. And then, like, in the first one, like, she was kind of a homie to um, Vasila the Beautiful, but she also burned two people alive. So, so if, if I could change it now, I'd probably move a little more evil. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well... I said what I said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I I think it's just because, like, the difference in stories from her pre-church to after church. Yeah. Like, Fair. I feel like a lot of her evilness is just the church being, like, F an independent woman kind of thing. So yeah. I put her more, like, chaotic neutral. Like a little bit more towards the good end, which may be a little bit more forgiving than it needs to be, but I'm I'm sticking to what I think because I really think she's just like a woman trying to live her best life in the forest, <laughs> and people are just like bothering her and getting her in the way. And also yeah. with the whole child thing, I see her more as like a a what's what's a good word for it like someone that helps people travel from life to death because the symbolism of the forest. So I just okay. think the kids she takes are ones that have died in the forest. They're already dead. Yeah. People thought she killed them. Okay. Yeah. That's and an interesting thought. She, like, the forest is supposed to represent the passage of life to death. And her being there, she, like, takes the lost children. And, like, yeah, she eats them. But, like, maybe that's part of the transition. That's how I saw it anyway. Interesting. So that's why I put her more towards good because she's just like yeah. doing her job. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is a very interesting perspective. So <laughs> definitely more on the rooting for her side versus yeah. the it's a witch side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's good. I I feel like we haven't had a heated alluring alignment chart in the middle. No, they've been pretty. We we really need to get like a uh, uh, attractive demonic woman in an episode coming up here soon to really divide the uh, divide the audience again. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because like, <laughs> I feel that I feel we need more questionable more questionable morals. Because like the last one yeah. was like they're very yeah. We've been pretty dead on. Yeah, and it's like no. Don't worry. I'll, yeah. I'll spice we got it some up. we got some good ones coming up that I don't think will be so uh <laughs> so, so straightforward. Yeah, I I also was like, wow, I feel like we're doing a lot of beautiful dangerous women in a row. So I was like, oh, I'll switch it up and I'm like, oh, but I miss them so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, we'll get back to it. There was even one point I was writing these show notes when I was referring mm-hmm. to Baba Yaga being, like, enormous. I was like, like, Lady Dimitri hovers over him. And I was like, mm, that's a little <laughs> fanfic-y. I'm just going yeah. to pop that one out. <laughs> All, right. All right. Well, we're running out of time here. So yeah, what, what is... Uh... You start. Pick All right. Pick Mine, ooh. Um, if someone's going to cook you in an oven... Simply cook them first. Oh, okay. Um, I have mine. I have to go to it so I can say it right, though. Um, um, so I'm trying to think how I word that. Mine wants to be like, and make your next RPG character Koshki the Deathless. Oh, yeah. God, that is such a badass name. <laughs> so, um... What did you say again? Tell me what you said. Um, if someone's going to cook you, cook them first. Okay, so if someone's going to... So remember, campers, if someone's going to cook you, cook them first, and your next RPG character should be Koshki the Deathless. Yeah. That could be a metaphor, too. You okay. know, if someone's going to, like, roast you, roast them first. There, there, I like You know that what one. I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, if someone's going to roast you, roast them first, and your yeah. next RPG character will be... Koshki, the deathless. Yeah, strike first, <laughs> strike hard, no mercy. Hell yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. This has been Alluring. You just have the most alluring day, and we'll catch you in the next episode.
And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, Alluring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.